Hello and welcome to North 100, a Canadian Highlander podcast. It has been a while. Yeah, since uh, Brothers War dropped, this is the longest break you get between sets now. <laughs> four and a half minutes between the late fall set and the winter set. Good Lord. I'm Serge. Joining me today, we have a Nelly. Hi, I'm here. And a Wheeler. Thank you for having me. All will be one. <laughs> a reminder, the North 100 is brought to you by you with your support at the Patreon over at patreon.com slash loadingreadyrun. And as Wheeler mentioned, all will be one. That is the set review that we are covering today. Is this the Phyrexian hand sign? Oh, we touched just a little there. I like it. Now, there's not a ton of cards that we're terribly excited to talk about, but if we only talk about the, what did Wheeler say, five cards that he's actually hyped for in the set, I think you'd be a little bit disappointed. So this is only going to be a two-parter this time. I think there's 56 cards in total? Yes. Maybe only 52. 52? Yeah, 52. Yeah, not a lot. And I think that's okay. Not, not every set needs to be cracked. Not right? a bad thing. Yeah. Not a bad thing. So today we're going to be covering white, black, blue, red, and lands. And then part two will be covering the rest, which will be green, gold, and artifacts. Can I make a suggestion? By all means, please. Instead of white, black, blue, red lands, can we cover white, blue, black, red lands? Did I Wooberg in the wrong order? Uh, that's a good button. We should write that down. <laughs> nice. <laughs> You're Wooberging wrong. You're Wooberging wrong is very good. Well, without any further ado, why don't we uh, get on into it? With our first card, Wheeler, start us off. Crawling Chorus. A single white for a 1-1 Phyrexian Horror with Toxic 1. So players dealt combat damage by this creature. Also get N poison counters. In this case, 1. When Crawling Chorus dies, you create a 1-1 Colorless Phyrexian Might Artifact Creature Token with... Toxic one, and this creature can't block. Does this go in Aristocrats? That is the question for sure. No. <laughs> but it's two bodies. I know. But one of those Probably bodies... one mana. I know. But one of those bodies can't block, which is a huge deal for Aristocrats, is that for all the very powerful creatures in Highlander that are attacking you... Uh, <laughs> They can be blocked a lot of the time. Like Alalia, terrifying. Gets to be like a 5-5 immediately. Just throw a Tukatung Thalad in front of it and then do it again. This only lets you do that once, which the Toxic is kind of a thing. Not really a thing, but we'll get into that. Uh, but if you're playing one mana 1-1s one that make more 1-1s, one make sure they that they all block. You can do better than this? Yeah. All right. I mean, not out to any potential toxic decks playing white or infect or poison decks, however it goes. If you're looking for bodies, this one is a fine rate for a 1-1 that leaves a second toxic body. I don't know that that deck exists yet or will after the <laughs> set drops, though. And certainly, uh, yeah, if you're playing not toxic like Aristocrats normally would, this is not Doomed Traveler. All right, let's move on. Nelly, you're up. Elish Norn, Mother of Machines. <sighs> Four and a white for a legendary Phyrexian Praetor. A 4-7 Vigilance with, if a permanent entering the battlefield caused a triggered ability of a permanent you control to trigger, that well, ability way slower, dude. time. Way slower. Also, permanents entering the battlefield don't a cause abilities of permanents your opponent's <laughs> control to trigger. Yeah, so this is like a Panharmonicon, but in the style of the Phyrexian uh, Praetors that we've been seeing, you get... Yeah, I had to betray you. Um, <laughs> you get the uh, you get the reverse of the Panharmonicon. 
Harmonicon for your opponent. So you get a good thing of something, and your opponent gets the bad thing of something. And this card... I mean, I would try it in Bant Blink. I don't immediately think it's going to be a powerhouse in the format. Is it crazy? Is it is having a part hand Harmonicon creature worth five mana? Give me a K. K. Give me an A. A. Give me a Rackus. Rackus. What does that spell? No idea. Caracus. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and then that's the downside. It's legendary. You just get bounced all the time. Me that this isn't good. Is that what you? I don't think this is good. Yeah. I mean, obviously, it's a powerful effect, and it's a huge butt, and that's kind of neat. And like five isn't uncastable in our format, but like. Now it's one less than six, so maybe there's going to be some combos with. Our friend, the meat and eggs we eat. Oh, Hulk? Right, like maybe mm. there's going to be a Hulk deck with that. I'm not saying there is one right yeah, now, I just but like, because it's five mana. I don't like. I don't think a combo deck needs this, right? Sure. I, yeah, I mean, you, you were onto something with a Bant Blink. I think that's really neat. Yeah, it's going to be it's fun, but probably you cut it from the tournament version. <laughs> to, to throw a bone to the fans of Panharmomicon, which is, a, I think, a very That's good, a good nickname. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, no. I could see this being played in the... Mardu or Ni or Mardu or Esper initiative decks, like okay. the oh, yeah. jamming every initiative card, because those decks are already signing up to just be way greedier than they <laughs> should be, and like yeah, like this can help you against some of the ways that opponents will you know might deal with this. Are you cutting like Hama Pashar for this? No, because that's also in the category. Like that <laughs> That card's so greedy. So I'm a Bashar. We should bring that up because not everyone's probably familiar. It's from the D and D set. It's like a three mana three three. Two three. Two three. Three mana two three and dungeon abilities trigger twice. Yes. So it's like this extremely niche panharmonicon, only if you already have the initiative, right? But it's only it's only three mana instead of five. Yeah, but this also works with because that deck plays cards beyond the initiative, like Baleful Strixes, yeah. Solitude, yeah. Reefs, um, all that kind of thing. I'm not saying that's the correct play to make, but those decks do have a little bit of wiggle room. And if that archetype becomes more popular, then this could be a, a reasonable tech for the mirror. Yeah. What do you think of this as a hate bear in like a medium white or like a, a bigger, slightly slower version of Death and Taxes, where it's like five mana? Pretty pretty impressive clock, honestly, if what you're doing is playing some sort of control and you just stop your opponent from getting into the initiative. I'd play this in big white. Okay. So I, I guess what I'm saying is that I would either play this if, like, I want to be greedier in tournament wedding decks or I would play this in decks that have no chance in hell of winning a tournament, <laughs> which is fine. That's great. Yeah. It's weird that five is so much more than four because, like, we let a lot of four drop, not a lot, but like the lot total number of cards, like, through the years, whatever. We let a lot of four drops into our decks in this format. And yet, five is like that. Now you've left the stratosphere and you're orbiting playable playability. Yeah. Right. All right. Next up, we've got the Eternal Wanderer. I mean, if five is a lot, how about six mana for a Planeswalker? Six mana. Six mana, five loyalty for four white, white. Static ability, no more than one creature can attack the Eternal Wanderer each combat. Plus one ability, exile up to one target artifact or creature. Return that card to the battlefield under its owner's control at the beginning of that player's next end step. Zero ability, create a 2-2 white samurai creature token with double strike. Pretty relevant, instead of just the vigilance, I believe, of its four mana younger self. 
And minus four, for each player, choose a creature that player controls. Each player sacrifices all creatures they control, not chosen this way. This is a lot of mana for Planeswalker. I'm of the opinion, probably similar to Alish Norn that we were just talking about, which is if you have a Blink deck and you're trying to be really cute and really big, you can play it. But otherwise, I don't love it. Also, it's zero ability does an okay job of protecting it, which is an important thing the Planeswalker needs to do. Like, that's a very good blocker and attacker, but I don't really see it synergizing terribly well with its plus ability, which wants to abuse ETBs either on your on your creatures or other things. And, like, it's weird kind of cute cataclysm effect on the bottom. I'm pretty medium on to. So, like, three medium abilities stapled to six loyalty is a lot. I saw some heads nodding. Nobody's going to contradict me on that one. No. Yeah. You're not wrong. All right. Then let's move on. Wheeler. Kemba. Kaka. Enduring. Uh, one and a white for a 2-2 legendary creature. Cat Cleric. Whenever Kemba, Ka, Enduring, or another cat enters the battlefield under your control, attach up to one target equipment you control to that creature. Equip creatures you control get plus one, plus one, and then pay three white, white to create a 2-2 white cat creature token. I believe we talked about this in the last set of the, like, mono white or white blue or white red or Jeskai or, and then just keep going. Uh, <laughs> like, Cauldra Complete uh, Hammer Time style deck that gets to take advantage of the hot new tech that is running Moxon, I guess. Uh, I think Kemba slides into that archetype pretty well. I Not as much as some of the other cards that can kind of be more widespread of like, you know, Urza or Stoneforge being like, hey, we do a thing with Artifact. Also, we're broken. But it, it's that redundancy of like the core outfitter, which is a two mana, two, two ETB uh, equipment is now equipped to target. So this either has to put it on itself or on the token it generates, but redundancy is important. It's easy to cast. You can Caracas this to rebuy it if you really want to, <laughs> which is kind of funny. And then that's a deck again where like your curve is relatively low, but you do play mana accelerants in the form of, you know, fa uh, soul mana, ancient tombs, Tolarian Academy, mocks and all that jazz. And so actually getting to the five to start pumping out cat tokens, isn't that unrealistic and in fact i think is just like a thing that makes this card a pretty reasonable late game mid game draw i like this even in just aggressive low to the ground like white white black white red equipment decks yeah you know, like ig ignoring the first line it seems like you were suggesting you can go big on like kemba complete or expensive equipment but even just the two other abilities equip creatures get plus one plus one and make cat if as a mana sink means this is, I think this is a shoe in just for any deck that wants to play equipment, and I probably play too much equipment in my equipment decks. Yeah, I mean, this thing, even equipping, like, the Cauldron Complete Batter Skull Dream is not as, I mean, it's a realistic dream. It's not even a dream. It's just a thing that deck does. That's... But, but even, like, what you're saying, yeah. like, this putting a Shadow Spear on That's it. what I'm going to say. Like, it's so funny that you're talking about these really expensive equipments, which, in my mind, are almost unplayable now. And maybe I should reevaluate that because of the effects. Yeah, you need to get greedier. Because on the, on the other hand, most of the equipment that I'm playing these days, uh, you've been ruthless with me. They're, you're not even saving that much mana because I'm only playing Shadow Spear, GTA. And it's great to save a couple of mana because that does accelerate you. And then suddenly... Mm -hmm. 
your your turn of like play the equipment on two, play this on three. It's already equipped for free, right? You're like, mm-hmm. oh. or viling this out. Yeah. You, oh my you god. Your turn to play equipment. Turn one vile. Turn two. Cast your G. Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, you've made me very excited. Yeah, I mean. The best equipment in the game already attaches for zero, and when you unattach it from nope. one of your creatures, <laughs> oh, I know you have to going. sacrifice that creature. So it just seems like a non-bonus. You really think Shuko is the best equipment <laughs> in the game? I mean, as far as equipment's a tournament winning list, it might be up there. I, it's winning a lot of legacy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. All right. Yeah. Well, the the cat go. looks good, though. I think, I think Kemba, good card in a bad deck, absolutely. Let's move on. <laughs> what do you got, Nelly? Ossification. It's pacifism, right? Or no, it's no, Chain to the Rocks. Right? Chain to the Rocks, right. yeah. It's also a really good pacifism in this set. Okay, so one and a white for enchantment aura, enchant basic land you control. It has to be a basic. When ossification enters the battlefield, exile target creature or planeswalker and opponent controls until ossification leaves the battlefield. So this is like... I mean, it's the mana cost of pacifism, but you get journey to nowhere except you can target a planeswalker, but in the style of... Um, chain the- it's a really interesting this is like white removal soup I really like that you said it's the mana value of pacifism <laughs> yeah. and then mentioned journey to nowhere a <laughs> yeah, card that yeah. has the same mana cost yeah yeah, yeah that's yeah. true I forgot it's been so long since we've had like exile removal for two kind of in limit like this is an uncommon mm-hmm. so um, I don't know uh, to me it's still it wouldn't be like a removal spell I'd be going to grab but I don't play a lot of white mid range. So if anyone is planning to play this card in their deck, I, I have a tough time even playing the second one white mana removal spell I, sometimes. I could see play... Wait, no, we're not turning this into a Path to Exile discussion. Okay, that's, that's fine. Not happening here. We don't have to talk about it. Great, we don't have to talk about it. Uh, Enchantress, the green-white yeah. straightforward Enchantress. I don't, yeah, I don't, right. Yeah. Or even... Loves this card, okay. Yeah, Sanctum Stompy, anything yeah. that's going to synergize yes. off of playing yeah. something like that. And the fact that it's on a basic... Is both an upside and a downside because it means like chain to the rock. They could wasteland your land because your your mountain is possibly going to be a non basic. Mm-hmm. So it's actually pretty safe, which I, is neat. I could even see like a blue white deck built by someone that has back pain um, <laughs> running this in like an enlightened tutor package. Like enlightened tutor, just having the ability to like enlightened tutor for back to basics, but also enlightened tutor for spot removal and you don't really want to play Oblivion Ring anymore and you yeah. don't have the colors to play Leyline Binding. Hmm. So, yeah. Cool. All right, next up, we've got Skrelve. Skrelve? Skrelve. This is one of the five, right? Yeah. Yeah. Skrelve Defector Might. This is one mana, one, one legendary artifact creature token Phyrexian Might. It's got Toxic One, Can't Block, and Phyrexian and One and Tap. Sorry. So Phyrexian Mana can either be paid with two life or white mana. Tap, choose a color. Another target creature you control gains Toxic 1 and Hexproof from that color until end of turn, and it can't be blocked by creatures of that color this turn. There's a lot of words on this card. Mm -hmm. And at the lowest possible level, we have another Mother of Runes, which is kind of cool. Uh, Actually, very cool. Like, very, very cool. This is a very powerful effect. It's a little bit more expensive, and it's not as flexible and powerful just from a mum effect, but... We have other things that are really cool and good here, too, including Toxic 1 and the ability to give Toxic 1 to other creatures you control. Also, it's an artifact. There's a lot of very powerful things that are going for this card. Sometimes 
the fact that it's legendary can be a downside, but now we have a mother of runes that we can pr can protect with Caracas ourselves. Because mm -hmm. the white decks would typically play it to be disruptive to your opponent, but there's also the upside of being able to protect your own stuff. Protect your own stuff, pardon me. I've talked about a lot of upsides. You've mentioned that this is one of the five cards that Wheeler's probably naming. Like, let's let's open up the discussion a little bit more here. Yeah, I just think like moms isn't something before this card we really had like a category of they just gave us the second <laughs> one in in modern horizons 2 and this is the third one right am i that was first anyone? modern horizons oh was it first modern yeah we've horizons? had okay. we've and had by, two but it was for a couple of years and i have some bad news for you if you think they just gave that to us <laughs> how old is mother two uh four <laughs> years old oh that's speaking oh, of four speaking of so. back pain yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the the breadth of time between Mother of Runes and Giver of Runes was a lot of time, kids. <laughs> I know none of you played Magic back then, but uh, yeah, this isn't <laughs> this isn't Frosted Tips um, mm. up here. Anyways, I think Screlve is a very good card. Uh, anything that resembles the Mom ability, you'd have to pay mana, but you could pay life instead. Oh, yeah. That's a that's a big deal. Um, I'll I'll let Wheeler have some some thoughts on it too, but I do want to say like just talking about Caracas and the point you made, I want to add that just in general, you know, the the downside of your legend being a legend because everyone else is going to have Caracas goes up the higher the mana cost of your legend goes up, right? So at one and two, not not so bad. Not to mention Death and Taxes is a deck that really quit being a coward. Play your Brimaz, play your Adeline. They have Caracas. <laughs> you have Waste Strip, mm. like Rishi P, Ghost Quarter. You know, you've mm. got the works. Um, the, there are genuine downsides for this card beyond that, though. Like, the can't block is relevant. Yep, yep. yep. Um, people, they hold on to mums way too long. Sometimes you got to block, especially mm. if it means you're going to win the race. And this not being able to block is always a little awkward, but, you know. Whatever. Small downside. And then being an artifact just opens it up to being more vulnerable yep. if we're looking at it through the lens of uh, D&T. Oh, yeah, this if, dies to everything. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, if we <laughs> open it... scroll and it dies. Yeah. yeah. If we open it up to, like, artifact aggro kind of lists, too, uh, then I think you can spin the artifact part of it into an upside, but... Metalcraft, yeah. Yeah, but that those lists, they, they play... So much garbage. So much garbage. Already. Oh my god. Yeah. Um, like that list is still playing Frexian. What's the the three one with first strike? Porcelain Legionnaire. Legionnaire. Porcelain Legionnaire is still in that list, right? <laughs> All right. Uh shall we move on to the next card, Wheeler? But, but you're thinking oh. this plays in D and T. Yeah, yeah. I just want I'd, I'd give it a shot. Yeah. 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 Mm. For sure. All right, next up. Screlves Hive. For one and a white, it's an enchantment. At the beginning of your upkeep, you lose one life and create a 1-1 one, one colorless Phyrexian Might artifact creature token with Toxic 1 and this creature can't block. And then it has Corrupted, which is a an ability word that basically says as long as an opponent has three or more poison counters, creatures you control with Toxic have lifelink. This makes an artifact creature every single turn and it only costs two mana. And I think I'm okay with that. <laughs> bitter I famously hate bitter blossoms. Like you don't like playing them? Oh, I just think they're not good in Canadian Highlander. Um, except for aristocrats playing actual factual bitter blossom. But that is like it. Um, but this one makes artifact creatures. <laughs> and artifacts, I know we just talked about how being an artifact is a downside, but ignore us. Artifacts make everything better. Especially when you get to poop them out 
repeatedly. Uh, that's pretty cool and good. I'd be interested in trying this out in some of the artifact aggro slash artifact mid-range decks. Like, I, I want to try this out in a welder deck, too. Just being able to... Like, those decks thrive on being annoying. And this <laughs> card is very annoying. Like, this can get out of hand pretty quickly. Um, but also, as much as I hate Bitter Blossoms, I'm also not immune to getting convinced that a new Bitter Blossom could be good. So I might be wrong. Is that. this our first white Bitter Blossom? Certainly for this mana, making a 1-1 one, one every turn. Yes. I don't think yeah, we've ever yeah, seen Yeah, definitely white. it is. Yeah, yeah, classically they're black. I don't know if you necessarily count like the five mana ones that you get in like Boros and stuff. Those, yeah. those aren't Bitter Blossoms. The ones yeah. that exponentially grow, that's not a Bitter Blossom. There's really just three, right? Like there's the War of the Spark Bitter Blossom, there's Which Bitter Blossom and the, the, the Army. Well, yeah, that, that Bitter Blossom's extra awkward because it's in a mess. Yeah. So it doesn't give you multiple bodies. One downside to this specifically for Bitter Blossom is one of the upsides of it is that they can be defensive while you try mm -hmm. to stabilize like bitter blossom will keep you alive forever and while you are getting artifacts and those are good um once again the mites not being able to block is a tremendous downside yeah i want to agree and i think that's an important point when you're deck building or what you're planning to do with this card because one of the coolest things about bitter blossom Sergio said we refer to them as force field sometime which is a really old card from like alpha beta where reduce you, the damage to one yeah, yeah. you pay a mana <laughs> and then the oncoming damage from any one source is only one and that's what you can do with a Bitter Blossom, but unfortunately not with Skrull's Hive. But I also agree with Wheeler that artifacts are great. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Wheeler. Not Wheeler. Pardon me, Nelly. Swooping lookout. Oh, why don't you take this one, Serge? Oh, is it my first ever spoiler card? I couldn't remember hey. the word for a second there. Free preview card on Serge's yeah. channel. I got a preview card, which is very cool and very flattering. And then I found out it was a hover mirror. Yep. <laughs> and I realized everyone was just laughing at me. And I was like, oh, wait, hold on. Uh, so Swooping Lookout is a one mana, one, two artifact creature Phyrexian construct. And it has flying and vigilance. So it is a strictly better hover mirror, which is kind of cool. It's gone from two generic mana to a single white mana. And unfortunately... <laughs> I think it might still not be very playable. It might go into Flying Friends, though. I don't know if that deck plays white, but it is. I mean, I remember you saying you would take any one-mana flying creature, you know, and... Suntail Hawk has won more Highlander events than Grafted War Gear. I'd be willing to bet that. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's Grafted War Gear has won at least one. Yeah, and I've won at least four with Suntail. Oh, really? All right. And there's got it. There's literally right. dozens of them. Yeah. All right. So let's let's talk about if you wanted to put this in any decks, where they'd go. Uh, specifically, the very low to the ground artifact creature deck that cares about the artifact count, but doesn't care about mana, which is kind of clunky. I I don't love those, but I know that it's real. And decks that are trying to play as many cheap flyers as possible. I think that is the only home. It uh, does a pretty good job of carrying equipment, but that's not what those decks really care about. They're just looking for density of low threats, and that's what the swooping lookout is. If you did put a grafted warrior on this thing, boom, it would slap them. your own it fairy would. angel. Yeah, <laughs> look at that. All right. Great. Now their Viridian Shaman isn't just going to get them a two for one; it's mm. going to get them a three for one. Turn one. Uh, Mistress Workshop, <laughs> Hovermer, turn two, Crafted Warrior, yeah. take four, idiot. I've done that before. I bet you have. I've probably lost that game, too. <laughs> <laughs> it 
It was worth it. All right, let's move on, but back to back to Nelly. Sure, sure, I'll take the next one. It's we're into blue cards now with experimental augury. An instant for one generic and a blue. Look at the top three cards of your library. Put one of them into your hand and the rest on the bottom of your library in any order. That sounds familiar. Isn't there a sorta kinda not really playable card named Anticipate that does that? And but wait, there's more. <laughs> this one also proliferates. Yikes. That is extremely cheap for proliferate. Sort of not. Do you, sort of, do you like kind anticipate? Of, I don't know. Uh, I feel like some impulse st- is okay. In some in some storm builds, if I'm not on breach storm, I don't mind it. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah, I was gonna say, you calling anticipate not like playable. I was just thinking like you need to start playing storm decks that aren't playing bubbling muck. <laughs> like you need to. <laughs> All right. Yeah, maybe I should. I Are you excited about idea. proliferate? Because you're obviously not excited about anticipate. Wheeler, look at that smile. I just think giving proliferate to an anticipate is pretty messed up. Yeah. Like, you know, so the decks that do play anticipate yeah. also usually play Pentad Prism, mm. Jeweled Amulet. Gemstone which, Caverns. Yeah, yeah. Wait, or Gemstone gem- Mine. I was going to say, Gemstone I mean. Gemstone Mine can't still be getting seen play, can it? In Storm decks, it does. Really? Well, you never really have to sack it because your opponent's dead. <laughs> They're dead or you yeah. are, yeah. yeah. How You're many turns of magic three do you times. need? Yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that's an excellent segue on just like, we can briefly touch on Proliferate just for a second here. So, the dream, if you play magic at broad, is, you know tick up your planeswalkers or put an additional plus one plus one counter on all of your creatures an additional minus one minus one counter or poison counter on your opponent and i'm fairly certain that we're not really doing that ever in our format here's the thing other than this card name a proliferate card that sees play in cam i think i think that's that's the other part if you say tezzeret's gambit i'm leaving (laughs) man i do i why Okay, okay. Everyone was so stoked for a few months to be like, yeah, Mono Red can play Tezzeret. You're, like, oh, yeah. You're like, divination. Right? Yeah, they're Ugh. like, my green deck can draw cards fi- finally. That's just to let you know how much magic has changed in 2011. Since original Phyrexia, yeah, right. First Phyrexia came out. It was like, green gets card draws. Like, oh, well, we, remember when we used I to play? Take that back. What was the two mana equipment? It was a two mana artifact. Enders play. Target creature gets minus one, Contagion minus one. Clasp. Contagion Clasp. I miss when we used to play Contagion Clasp in our format. You can in still play format? it in the Hubris Cannon. Oh, <laughs> oh my nice. I don't know what that means, and I'm scared. Mono Brown Lux Cannon Charge Counters. I mean, okay, that actually does sound kind of sweet. Well, shouldn't you just cut the class for this new one? The shut, up, thing? Bitch, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's an artifact. You can play it off. Oh, yeah. All right. All right. All right. So take us take us home real quick. Uh, this is the new best card I've ever seen with proliferate on it. So maybe, <laughs> maybe the incidental proliferate will make it into some Canadian Highlander decks, and we're gonna find out all the cool corner cases for why proliferate yeah, is good. Yeah, maybe like bug plus one plus one or something. The like com, that. or sorry, the the comment section is gonna be filled with people that play like Jund counters, and they're like oh, yeah. Paul and Bright Druid Evolution Sage, <laughs> another Please? bad card. Yeah. <laughs> Rogavon. All right, so here's what we're gonna do for the order. We're gonna go to Wheeler, uh-huh. and then we're gonna go back to Nelly, and the order will have fixed itself. All right. So next up, Wheeler. Jace, the Perfected Mind. Two blue and then a Phyrexian blue for a five loyalty Planeswalker that is completed. For a reminder, completed means that the Phyrexian blue can be paid with either blue mana or two life. And if the life was paid this way, the Planeswalker enters with two fewer loyalty counters. So either 
Two and two blue for five loyalty, or two a blue and two life for three loyalty. Plus one. Until your next turn, up to one target creature gets minus three, minus zero. Minus two. Target player mills three cards. Then if a graveyard has 20 or more cards in it, you draw three cards. Otherwise, you draw one card. And then minus X. Target player mills three times X cards. I never actually read this before. (laughs) So (laughs) that first ability is genuinely not bad. Yeah. Like, everybody that's played Jace Vryn's Prodigy knows how much minus two, minus zero just ruins combat. And minus three, minus zero is pretty strong. Um, My... So I don't think this card's good. I want to get that right okay, out. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Where you're the same, okay. same. Even yep. though, even though it's a three mana planeswalker. Did you know you can play Jace Bellerin? What? No. Okay. <laughs> We're also. Are you sure you haven't been in like a coma for yeah. ten years? Yeah, Nelly, wake up! It's 2023. Yeah. It's not 2017 anymore. <laughs> um, you can draw a time walk with Jace Bellerin. So, but the only reason I, I want to bring this one up. Uh, is because if we don't talk about all the planeswalkers, we always have the to comments will mention it. Yeah. But also there's precedence. So there's there's a uh, Esper. It's not quite Palcatraz, but it's kind of like the prototype for that. Like an Esper planeswalker control staxy kind of deck that popped up a bit around War of the Spark and afterwards that played uh, Dovin Hand of Control, I think oh, is its yeah, name. Hate Bear Dovin. Yeah, yeah, it's like a three mana uncommon. It's three mana, two, and then hybrid blue, white, Dovin. Five loyalty that increases the cost of instants, artifacts, and sorceries of your opponents. And oh, then you can minus one to say until your next turn, prevent all damage that would be dealt to and dealt by target permanent and opponent controls. So... I'm not going to compare these two cards directly, but you get the kind of you get the sense of this is the kind of planeswalker they're yeah. playing. Where really they will take any three mana planeswalker that stops an opponent from taking game actions. Yeah, it's or from it, cards doing. You're something. developing your board with multiple maze of Iths, basically, right? Yeah. Yes, yeah. And so there's a deck that wants these kind of cards that will probably play this card, and they were playing triple mocks <laughs> plus one mm. before it was popular. <laughs> so maybe it's time to revisit that version of that deck as well, especially because the format's so much more board-based. Hmm. You're less likely to get mucked by playing like, here's my turn one Jace the Perfected Mind, and then your opponent just storms off. <laughs> like, that can still happen, but, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, cool. Yeah. Well, then next up, Nelly. Mercurial Spell Dancer. A one and a blue for a Phyrexian Rogue 2-1. With Mercurial Spell Dancer can't be blocked. Whenever you cast a non-creature spell, put an oil counter on Mercurial Spell Dancer. And Mercurial Spell Dancer deals com when sorry whenever this deals combat damage to a player, you may remove two oil counters from it. If you do, when you cast your next instant or sorcery spell this turn, copy that spell. You may choose new targets for the copy. Now, if this card's not good, I don't I don't want to be right. <laughs> Like it's very up my alley, and what do you think? What do you think? I like I like it. Before I... Wheeler dunks on us, I like it. Wheeler, boys, mm-hmm. it's closer to Dreadhorde Arcanist than it is to crap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it reminds. <laughs> it, it, it's very like the uh, the Bob from Kaladesh, whose name I forget. Uh, it's like 
with the count, the energy counters, and you can take an energy counter off to draw. Oh, you're from like... Kaladesh, you know, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> Glint sleeve siphoner. Thank you. It's yeah. got a very Glint sleeve siphoner <laughs> kind of vibe on it, except that you get the counters every time you cast a non-creature spell. Yeah. Including when you cast the non-creature spell right after you remove two oil counters from it. So like, this thing just copying your doubling up your spells every turn seems pretty likely. The important thing there is is thinking about the deck because obviously it's not great in a tempo deck because like doubling your counters doesn't do much. Maybe doubling your removal is a little bit awkward. So I'm thinking of it in. I've cut you off. I'm sorry. No, no, I'm finished. Yeah. yeah, I like it in like a bug shell where you're trying to play proactive sorceries or something like that, like doubling a hand attack, doubling a ramp spell or some type of utility spell like that, more so than trying to hold it back. I mean, I'm. 50-50 on this, maybe in Blue Moon, like doubling up a removal spell or, or, or like a ponder or something like that. But I like if it's more proactive rather than reactive, I think the value of this card goes up, up way more. Ninjas. Ninjas? ninjas. ninjas. Can't be blocked. Yeah. blue black. The blue-black ninjas are like the salt-eyed ninjas list. Yeah. The thing is, this needs to connect in order to get its ability. But I guess it like you're happy whether you're returning to your hand or whether you're not returning. I mean, if to you hand, swap right? this for Fallen Shinobi, I don't care how many oil yeah, counters yeah. you have. Yeah, it's lose. worth, it, right? Yeah. I, I, I mentioned that. I mean, Flying Men is an auto inclusion. Yeah. This card's an auto include in Flying Men. But sure. I, I mentioned Ninjas as like a deck where it's like that deck will also just play and it's things that are um, evasive. And this checks that box but also sometimes they don't have a ninja but they do have hand attack and cantrips yeah so i honestly think it could be fine in like the is it tempo control sort of medium deck with like you know the classic counter burn stuff or or maybe in the is it blitz deck the thing about the is it blitz deck is that like being a creature in that deck there's a a very a very hard waiting list um, but <laughs> I just think doubling up your lightning bolts is fantastic. Yeah. You can do that. I'll be trying it. All right, next up is me. Oh, wait, I'm going to put it in turns, too. Go ahead. Oh, that, yeah, time walk is very yeah, yeah. proactive. But yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, next up. Minor misstep is a one-mana instant. Counter target spell with mana value one or less. I like this card in exactly one style of deck. Hard combo. Where and Wheeler's making a face at me. There is there is a history. I don't think this is a very good counter spell. Just to just to be thinking. There's a history of playing only hard counters to counter the counters that you know the control decks are going to play against you. And the example I want to give to this is what is there's like a one mana blue instant counter target instant spell dispel dispel. And I remember seeing winning tournament lists that would play force force. Pact Negation and Dispel. And the idea is you want to hit your combo piece and you want to win the the coming up counter war. And having this hit, force, force, and pact as a way to sort of fight against it, I think it's I think it has a home. This doesn't hit force. Like the, so can't. it's not the mana oh, spent to cast, to cast it. it. Okay, there is mind. another counter spell like that. Yeah. But this one actually checks the top right. No. This is bad. May, may I? Yeah. So, yeah, this is... Uh, I really wanted to swear right there. Yeah, yeah, This yeah. is really bad. This is really bad. Really Just play bad. mental misstep. Yeah. I wanted to use this as a very brief moment. Uh, and, gentlemen, if you wouldn't mind helping me on this. So, how much mana does mental misstep usually cost? Zero. Zero. And what does it counter? 
Everything. <laughs> oh, a wonder, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How much mana does Spell Snare cast? Cost. Or cost? One. Uh, what is it counter? Uh, Everything two else. Drop. Twos. What is <laughs> oh, counter spell? spell? Sorry, I was thinking Spell Pierce. Costs two. Cost two. two. What is a counter? Everything. Everything. So you're noticing a trend mm. where your counter spell, the cost mm. for your counter spell, spell is going to be lower than what you are countering yep. most of the time. Yep. That's why counter spells are good. Yeah, you want to be up resources, <laughs> yeah. right? You want the, to trade a card, but also also resources. You are right? sacrificing yep. like the chance that you don't get to take a game action for the opportunity of trading up. Right. You can never establish a mana advantage with yeah, this card. This and, and that's like that's fine in certain circumstances, but like that's where mental misstep just comes in to be like, yeah. hey, here's a free spell that deals with swords yeah. or path or whatever. And, and interestingly enough, mental misstep has seen a lot more play recently. It's... Like a lot more play recently. I've been putting it in like all my blue decks. Yeah, I mean, if they Raghavan on the play. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, you gotta kill that monkey. Yeah. yeah. You know? All right, uh, minor misstep, bad. Ignore everything I said. We'll just cut it in post. It's it's fine. Okay. We can do that, right? <laughs> Thanks, <Yeah>. Heather. <laughs> Jordan, but yeah. Thanks, Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Wheeler, you're up. Transplant Theorist. Three and a blue for a 2-4 artifact creature Phyrexian Artificer. Whenever Transplant Theorist or another artifact enters the battlefield under your control, you may draw a card. If you do, discard a card. And then pay two generic, put target card from your graveyard on the bottom of your library. I'm glad I got this card because I was this say, is I have my kind to say of card. Yeah, this yeah. Is, you're going to do something degenerate with I this, saw, aren't you? Yeah. I saw the four mana two for it. And I'm like, what's going on? And then I read the first paragraph and yeah. there it is. So there's a card called Riddlesmith, which is from original, well, from Scars of Mirrodin. Scars block, uh, yeah. One in a blue for a two one. Whenever an artifact ETBs. Uh, you have to pay one. No, this no, one's free. Riddlesmith, Riddlesmith is, free. is free. Is yeah. it just the first one? Because I was thinking Most Riddlesmith. Most of that cycle you and, yeah. and, and Riddlesmith is. Sorry, Please. this is cast. I wanted to clarify. Oh, okay. But yeah, so go ahead. Tell me about Riddlesmith, because so, I, I love this, but yeah. Yeah, whenever you cast an artifact spell, you may draw a card, and if you do, discard a card. So there are some combos that you can set up with this card, and there are some engines you can set up with this card. Uh, and this archetype has popped up in Vintage and in Legacy before. Um, one of them uses a card called Oval Chase Daredevil. Which is whenever it's like a four mana four two, uh, in black that says whenever an artifact ETBs, if it's in your graveyard, you return it to your hand, and so it helps create this draw engine. Uh, a card from Kamigawa Neon Dynasty Containment Construct, two mana two on artifact. Whenever you discard a card, you may play that card until the end of your turn. Um, and then a whole bunch of other cards that I'm not going to make James type up here, <laughs> but you know, Lion's Eye Diamond, Artificer's Intuition. All this stuff. You can create loops. You can dig through your deck pretty well. You can do kind of egg stuff without committing entirely to eggs. Um, so why am I talking about Transplant Theorist? Because this card is more expensive than all the other ones. Two things. One, it's an artifact. Meaning that all of your tutors that can find some of your other pieces can now find this card to get the engine uh, going off. It also triggers off itself, which is kind of nice. And it's ETB, which is ultimately better than cast. So any of the, like, when you cast an artifact, create a token, like Psy Master Thopterus, yep. Sahili, yeah, all that. Yeah, it says non-token, right? Oh my god. Yeah, this card looks real bad. You can rip through your entire deck so quickly with this kind of card. And with, I'm going to regret mentioning it, there was a deck I built called Dregs, which uses this kind of engine and eggs, but also the dredge pieces oh, nice. to just okay. further blitz through your deck. 
Because right. like put Golgari Grave Troll with this card and get three artifacts in play and you're already through <laughs> God, you know, quarter your deck. Um, then there's the added benefit of pay two, put a card from your graveyard on the bottom of your library. One of the original eggs loops uses conjurer's bobble, right. one mana artifact that you uh, tap sack, draw a card. Then you can put a card from your graveyard on bottom of your library. So this is another way that you can actually just set up your loop or just tuck something into your gra- into, back into your deck from your graveyard to protect against graveyard hate or to set up your tutors again so that you don't have to play like elixir of immortality in, in some <laughs> of your loops. So, yeah. It reminds me of, uh, what's it called? Filigree Stitcher. The pay a blue, tap this, untap something. Oh, Fate Stitcher. Fate Stitcher, sorry. Mm. Fate Stitcher from Shards of Lara, which is this like very unassuming, clunky, kind of garbage looking unearth creature mm-hmm. uh, that you would never think is going to drastically warp a format until all the other pieces come up around as it. soon as you said fate stitcher i was like oh. yeah. <laughs> i know right. what it's done <laughs> sorry you don't have to pay a blue that's an important part of it yeah otherwise you wouldn't be looping with that uh ascendancy or whatever just guys thank you just guys yeah see anyway so yeah I, I i get it theorist yeah it's combo garbage yeah <laughs> combo garbage all right next up nelly we've got unctus grand metatect one and two blue symbols, so three mana for a 2-4 legendary artifact creature, Phyrexian Vidalcan. It has other blue creatures you control have whenever this creature becomes tapped, draw a card, then discard a card. Other artifact creatures you control, control get plus one, plus one. And for a Phyrexian blue, until end of turn, target creature you control becomes a blue artifact in addition to its other colors and types. Activate only as a sorcery. It's the Grand Architect that's been uh, completed. Right? Congratulations. Congratulations. Welcome to the team, right? So I haven't played a Grand Architect deck in a long time, but I have played Grand Architect decks. This one has some extra things going on. Uh, Typically, you can't just loot off of Grand Architect. So the combination of pumping the artifact creatures, getting looting instead of getting mana production is a bit less exciting to me, but... I mean, maybe wants to hop in alongside the Grand Architects to set in some loops. Does anyone have like an immediate home for this card? Medium Blue Academy. Ooh. Mm, I yeah. I mean, I guess like again, Psy Master Thopterus. Yeah, really, Urza, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the the. It's really weird because I know where you're coming from. That all three of the abilities individually are powerful, but when you take it together, it it feels like it's kind of a mess. And you're just like, blue creatures tapping loots. You're like, okay, what decks do I care about looting? My artifact creatures are bigger. You're like, okay, so I want a bunch of artifact creatures. And now a creature can become a blue and an artifact creature to benefit from both of the first abilities. But so what? I'm going to play it, but I'm not excited about it. I guess it. if you like put it next to Pilly Pala combo, now suddenly... I was trying to go infinite with this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It like, seems like maybe it could become a piece of an infinite combo. Seeker right? of Skybreak. Oh, my God. I can't believe okay. you mentioned Pilly Pala okay. in 2023, Nelson. Wake up. <laughs> I don't want to. Just <laughs> let me put my grafted war gear on my Pilly Pala and attack for three. Oh, my God. Or four. Uh, you, sorry, just to clarify. Are you attacking me or my James Bellerin? <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah. This card may be garbage, or it may turn out to be something. I, I don't have a spot for it. Considering the stuff we have in the set, <laughs> mm. it's a cool enough card to be like, yeah, this exists. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Your turn, Surge. All right. <laughs> Next up, me. Oh, I've got the Bilious Skull Dweller. This is a one-mana, one-one Phyrexian insect. It's got Death Touch, and it's got Toxic One. Now, I bet you, especially those of you in the comments who have a tendency to pause the video and comment before watching the whole thing through, you're screaming, why haven't you talked about Toxic yet? Is Toxic viable in Canadian Highlander? How does it work in addition to Infect? I want to poison my opponent out. What can I do? Wheeler. <laughs> Nelly. I uh, meant to message Liam, but I forgot. I had a busy day. But I feel like we should get Liam's take on this set. No need. As the premier poison pilot of the format... Um, Arlo's like, but... <laughs> actually, yeah, that's unfair to Arlo. Yeah. As the person with the most tournament wins with Infect in the format, um, this, <laughs> this one is close. It's close. This card has a lot of abilities. I yeah, know. I think this might be a card that I'll try, but I'm not super excited. Toxic doesn't synergize with pump spells. No. And the Infect deck is Infect creatures plus pump spells. Yeah, it's basically a combo deck, yes. right? Like yeah. you, you were trying to get your opponent to 10 in one combat or maybe two. Yeah. So the fact that inf that Toxic always deals a static amount regardless of power and toughness is bad. That said, having another one drop that you can play that can tick away just a little bit that is still really awkward to block yeah. is kind of appealing yeah. just to be able to to sleeve up. And maybe that's enough. Uh, I'm not entirely convinced. This isn't the one drop from the set that makes me go like a wooga, yeah. wooga. Yeah, we'll get there next but, episode. <laughs> uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I, I give it a shot. Maybe it's okay. Can we at least say for the people wondering about the big question, like, does this set bring your favorite Infect deck up a notch in, in uh, you know, winability, no. viability with new, <laughs> new toys? Or no. is it just a bunch of things to play with that you think are ultimately not as good as the cards are already in? Or, yeah, no, we just need more giant growths. Yeah. That's all that deck wants yeah, is more yeah. giant growths. Doesn't yeah. need more creatures? Because I remember for a time, well, the, the discussion was that you, you really yeah. wanted more creatures. And this one seems like... Good enough. So to, to go back uh, a step, just for yeah. people who might not be familiar with the archetype, it is green blue or green blue black is typically how it's played, and it has very. Few, you're shaking your head bad at me. It's not. It's Jund. Oh, it's Jund. Jund is the best version of the deck. Okay, you yeah. don't like blighted. Agent? You don't like yeah. blighted agents. You don't need blighted agent when they're dead. Uh, like all, when the red cards give it trample. Right. Because so many of the red red gives you more giant growths, more trample pump spells, and better. Better, um, uh, a better infect creature too. Like the Blight Agent's really good. Oh, right. Yeah, you get, what, do you what get a first strike or something? The yeah. first strike's not better than Raise, unblockable, is it? Razor yeah. Swine's a pretty good creature. Okay. Yeah, right. yeah. The what unblockable. I mean, sorry, maybe not better than Blight Agent, but sure. Honestly, kind of comparable fair trade, a fair in what trade, it ends up like, doing. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Shunned. Yeah, the trample's huge. Okay, because the biggest weakness is people block your creatures. <laughs> yeah. How dare they? Ah, the nerve. So no blue at all. No counterspells, no no bounce, no... Your counterspells are also your pump spells now. Yeah. You can go Soul Tie, mm. uh, but when I recently built Soul Tie, I was just kind of, the entire time, clenching my teeth like, why am I doing this? <laughs> I'm never going to play this over Judd. Yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah. So I'm glad we covered that. Any any clothing, closing thoughts, or shall we move on? Right, right on. Wheeler, next up. Shieldred's Edict. One and a black for an instant. Choose one. Each opponent sacrifices a non-token creature. Each opponent sacrifices a creature token. Each opponent sacrifices a planeswalker. 
I feel like every time we get an edict, we talk about it, and we end up saying, I don't think it's good. But this time. Yeah. I, I <laughs> this, think this one's good. Yeah. This has a couple, this has several things going for it. Yes. One, it's still easy to cast. It kind of hits that Liliana's triumph of just one in a black. Uh, not targeting the opponent is also nice. Um, sacrificing the Planeswalker. I think Triumph also sacked the creature or Planeswalker, but the way that it's worded, if they had a creature, they could sack the creature and keep the Planeswalker. Um, whereas this one just says, no, actually, get rid of your Oko or get rid of your Teferi. Your um, Ren and Six or whatever. Yeah. The early ones, right? Yeah. Um, being able to make a, a lands or a Hoof player lose their Merit Lodge when they have Lanor Elves in play is huge. The specification between non-token or token is so big. Mm -hmm. It's so big. Getting rid of uh, a Boo token. Like this isn't the greatest answer for Minsk and Boo, but depending on what your board's like, you can use this to either get rid of the Minsk and Boo uh, with like that trigger on the stack, which is pretty good for two mana. Or if you misplay and they make the token, <laughs> then you can also have that like question of, well, I can make them sack the token and then untap and use my board to kill off Minsk and Boo. Um, yeah, it just does a lot. It does it pretty well. I like it. I think it's, I can't believe it. We have a good edict and we're not getting conned into playing. <laughs> so I play a lot of black spells and I haven't liked an edict since the last time we were on New Phyrexia and I played Geth's Edict oh, in a Geth, bunch of Geth stuff. Verdict? Yes, Verdict. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. Geth's yeah, Verdict. Sack a creature endgame life, and right? They lose a life. They lose a life. Yeah, it's a burn I remember there's a life swing. Yeah, yeah. one, one point burn spell. One point. <laughs> one point. They lose a life and uh, and they have to sacrifice creature. You do have to play two black spells. But yeah, the, the game, you know, the... the the card designers have given us several sort of clunky, not super rewarding cards with this type of effect. Uh, the other good ones of note in the history of magic are just like one black for both of us. Sack oh, creatures. innocent blood. Innocent yeah. blood. That one's always relevant because it's one mana. Yeah. Yeah. And then the other one that people play sometimes still in our format, rarely, really super grindy, is uh, Chainer's Edict because it has flashback. But this one... I want to say new best edict. Mm -hmm. mm, Just yeah. being able to sacrifice creature token. Mm. All right, next up, Nelly. Vran, Executioner Thane. One in a black for a 2-2 legendary Phyrexian vampire. Whenever one or more other creatures you control die, each opponent loses two life and you gain two life. This ability triggers only once each turn. Every aristocrat player is like holding their breath and yeah. then sighing really disappointingly. That last so sentence, like, yes, hey? yeah. <laughs> I feel like it's inevitable that like if you play aristocrats, I mean, you. Pr I'm sure you have an, an opinion. You may have already made up your mind, and that's fine. I totally respect <laughs> that if you're not going to bother trying this out. But if I was a regular aristocrats player, I think I would at least grab a copy and find out. But it seems like one of those ones is going to end up not making the cut. As the premier aristocrats pilot of the format, God. or at the very least, the person that has uh, most the recently most won with it, they... um, Jesus, I, I don't know like... if I can claim that title. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, but yeah. having having built and played and and won uh, an event with this deck recently, um, once per turn is real bad. Like because you tend to wait and go all in. Yeah, right? the, yeah. the the reason yeah. why that deck is so can be so scary is that you don't want to trade with their board uh, or even take game actions that lead to that happening, and then they draw Blood Artist and you're dead. 
Yeah. This doesn't let you do yeah. that. Where do we like this Standard. at all? Ooh. Standard. Um, yeah. Probably in my to sell cart going to card yeah, kingdom. Yeah. I was going to say like, <laughs> like an aggressive deck. It doesn't do anything, right? It's not pointed well enough to go in there. It doesn't really synergize enough. I was maybe thinking in like a red black like a you know red black like a Rakdos. if it triggered when it died yeah yeah but it, doesn't but even it says have... other yeah and it's yeah. even one or more like you you know yeah you don't get anything for a big combat yeah. or something i love it. it i hey say what you want about one oh, wait no i got a better way hey the set's called one but i'm getting disappointed <laughs> twice there you go yeah there we go All All right. nailed it Next up, me. Hey, it's Veraska. Betrayal's Sting. This is a six-mana legendary planeswalker. Enters with six loyalty, but it can also be completed. So four black and a Phyrexian mana. So six loyalty or four loyalty. Zero. Draw a card. Lose a life. Proliferate. Minus two. Target creature becomes a treasure artifact. <laughs> with tap and sack it to add a mana of any color. And loses all other card types and abilities. Well, that's kind of cool. And minus nine. If target player has nine or fewer poison counters, they get a number of poison counters equal to the difference. I, I, once again, we are talking about this Planeswalker because if we didn't, you would ask us about it. This is this is not playable in Highlander. Big Black? Are you playing this amount of Black Control? I... Now you've played worse than this. Come on. Absolutely. No, this is like kind of a strict upgrade on like one of my favorite cards in oh Big Black. Oh my god. Oh. All right. The five Go mana Obnixilis <laughs> yeah, from yeah, yeah. New Zendikar. But that one says destroy target creature. So does this one. It makes them a treasure for minus only minus two instead of minus three. It oh. turns a creature into a treasure surge. It exiles a creature, right? Or it doesn't exile it. It becomes a oh, treasure. I just realized the it minus two kills creatures. Turn. Oh. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. The minus oh. two kills a creature. Oh god, this might actually be better than Obnixilus. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm actually. Oh, I take it back. This. Oh, I'm no. super curious. There is a, there is a sort of master of or mistress or whatever, um, best person at analyzing green black planes. Yeah, I'm super Allison curious for the rock. Yeah, if what her Allison take is. would want to play it in green black super friends, I'm really not sure. But she did play Obnixilus for quite a while, or maybe still does. And this one's very similar. She right? doesn't. She doesn't play it. As the person that has most recently <laughs> died to Allison in the finals of a tournament, okay, uh, she is not playing Obnixilus anymore. All right, that's and fair. And she's not even playing the five man of Raska or the six. Oh, like that the, was like her favorite card for yeah. the longest time. The the return to Ravnica Vraska. Yeah, that was like one of the cards you could always expect out of her deck. But she's cut that one. Yeah, I don't know. Proliferate's kind of fun. I like yeah. the first ability a lot. Yeah. yeah, I could see her playing this just because the proliferate could like get Soren Markov to ultimate yeah. quicker. Does yeah. it do some weird stuff with math on any of the like pernicious deeds? Is like is there anything like that that cares about counters? You know what I mean? Get your right? Because like that yeah. deck, that deck plays some weird removal sweepers, right? And I do wonder if the proliferate makes that, that math. Kind that of ratchet funky. bomb land is probably supposed to be in more of my decks oh, than blast it is. Zone? Yeah, you can yeah. put an extra counter or blast zone. Those counters are expensive. Yeah. All right. So specifically, if you're playing big black and or the rock, a consideration. <laughs> otherwise, or, like, or is there any is there any like mana production card that uses the cares about counters? Oh. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. All right. All right. Well, Proliferate. We've figured out why you're bad. <laughs> let's let's move on. Wheeler. Oh, welcome to Red. Hey, cacophony scam. You got me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one mana for a one one Phyrexian goblin warrior. 
Whenever a Cacophony Scamp deals combat damage to a player, you may sacrifice it. If you do, proliferate. When Cacophony Scamp dies, it deals damage equal to its power to any target. I'm not saying you should have Goblin Arsonist and Fireblade Charger in your Goblin decks, but people still do it. <laughs> and uh, there are still people, there are still diehards out there that jam mono red goblins, which is fine. Like, honestly, if you, if you are on a budget build of goblins and you're in mono red and you're playing those cards, then I'd probably say play this. Yeah. If you're going beyond mono red and we're in like a more standard, like red black list, I don't think you have room for this card. And I'm not playing it in Warriors and I'm not playing it in Phyrexian Tribal. Hold on. (laughs) 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 All right. Just checking off all the boxes. Yeah, good evaluation. All right, next up, Nelly. Furnace Punisher. Two and a red for a 3-3 Phyrexian Warrior with Menace. Oh, gosh. 3-3 Menace for three. Yep. At the beginning of each player's upkeep, Furnace Punisher deals two damage to that player unless they control two or more basic lands. Okay, okay. This isn't as terrifying as that dinosaur. Um, Ferocidon? <laughs> yeah, Ferocidon. You know, I've just, I saw a three mana, three, three menace that I've just <laughs> lost. Sweaty. Lost so many no, no, no. games. The hint, the hint so there is many. uncommon instead of rare. <laughs> sure, yeah, fair enough. This card I still think is, I don't know, potentially solid in, in red deck wins or if you want in the medium red, like the, well, what? How do, let's do it. Ancient tomb Ancient mana. Tomb mana, right here. You know, it's hard to have two or more basic lands in play on turn one, yeah. <laughs> right? Or your upkeep of turn two. Yeah, or even your upkeep of turn two. Yeah, exactly. The stat line is obviously very nice, and the ability is very good. It's got some evasion. It's got high power. Go for it. Yeah, this I this might be one of the five. Is it one of the five? Uh, this isn't. Is the... it? Is this the up to seven? This this is one of the cards where I had to go like up to seven because I was okay. a little low on this initially. Then I was thinking about it more, and I'm like, yeah, this will just kill people. Yeah, people yeah, are so like their mana bases people. are yeah. so many triomes running around now. Mm. So this just punishes those pretty, pretty well. All right, next up, Gleeful Demon- Demolition is a one mana sorcery. Destroy target artifact. If you control that artifact, create three one one red Phyrexian goblin creature tokens. So we've got a better version of Kuldotha Rebirth. Remember when that was a standard deck? I remember. remember. (laughs) So Kuldotha Rebirth, you could only sack your own artifact to get three goblin tokens. And this one lets you destroy them. So it slices and it dices. I don't know if it's playable, though. (laughs) They made Kuldotha Rebirth strictly (laughs) way, way better. And no one cares. Yeah. You know, goblins probably doesn't care. And that's probably the only deck <laughs> that would even I don't know, consider like, it. Yeah, it's. I Just wish play Ten Street Hold again. Like, it, like goblins does not struggle when it comes to destroying artifacts, no. right? I wish it, it could potentially get into like Blue Moon or Grixis control, where you have like funny situations where you you're willing to blow up your mana rock for goblins yeah, but you're playing your a, mocks. a but you're playing a good removal spell but it's just like ah oh, there's so many so way better ways to blow up just artifacts that those decks already play. Yeah. <clears throat> Three one ones is not an eight eight. No, it really no, isn't. It is not. Yeah, but because I, I just, I'm sort of emotional because I really liked Kaldotha Rebirth and I like these goblins in the picture. Mm. I want to get those tokens, but this card's not a. You re- turned into one of these. I tokens. did. Yeah, at least it's my token from yes. uh, PCP. Yeah. By the way, Surge, great performance on yeah. Punch oh, Counterpunch. Thank you. My, my first yeah. ever cameo. Yeah. Uh, yeah. R.I.P. This card. <laughs> I wish it was just a little better. I guess. All right. Next up, Wheeler. 
Koth, Fire of Resistance, two and two red for foil for loyalty. Excuse <laughs> me. Uh, plus two. Search your library for a basic mountain card. Reveal it and put it into your hand. Then shuffle. Minus three. Koth deals damage to target creature equal to the number of mountains you control. And minus seven, you get an emblem with whenever a mountain enters the battlefield under your control, this emblem deals four damage to any target. I'd like to go on record saying I like this card. Okay. I'd also like to go on record saying this card is not very good. <laughs> I am so with you for yeah. both of those statements. Is Koth the only planeswalker that's never left his home plane? <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh, it's like Koth, dude. It's time to move out. It's always right. so busy in Mirrodin. There's <laughs> always so much calamity to face. Did he show up to War of the Spark? I don't think no, so. No, he was a little busy with all the Phyrexians. Oh, right. um, I mean, on one hand, look at how they massacred my boy. Uh, Koth of the <laughs> yeah, Hammer. Koth like of the Hammer. Yeah. Uh, on the other hand, I'm glad they didn't kill him off. Yeah, you know? he didn't get completed. He's still fighting. He's still Koth. He's doing Koth things. Yeah. This kind of feels like. The middle era where there remember there was those four mana Chandras that weren't quite good enough until oh, we got to Kaladesh. Oh, I remember. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're like, oh hey, look, another bad Chandra. And yeah, you, they kept giving us yeah. a new bad Chandra. Every like, you're year. not playing Pyromaster? <laughs> you, yeah, you know what all of those Chandras had in common? All the ones that made elementals. You're just like, oh I mean the six mana elemental one was kind of okay. Like that killed people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But you, most of the other ones you're like, oh. <laughs> I could see this maybe showing up. I don't know if it's correct. But I could see it showing up in, uh, I mean, big red. Yeah. Definitely not correct, but it could show up there. Yeah. Or like just a straightforward red-green Valakut deck. Okay. Like a, straight, like a red-green scapeshift kind of deck where it's like, if you get this out ahead of the curve, do I you, mean, that's you, a lot of loyalty. Yeah, but do you ever want to thin mountains from your deck in in Valakut is if, my thought. If right? we're just the red-green version. Right, you don't have worried. exactly like 11. <laughs> like, yeah. you have to be really careful never to fetch so you don't die. Yeah, and like okay. getting getting this card out on like turn three and yeah. having six loyalty and drawing a card is like, people will attack this and they will be unable to get it off the table. And then, so if it's just like this four mana, soak up some damage and draw two cards and hit your land drops, like for a deck like that, where you just want redundancy of four drops that'll like further your game. Yeah, plan, they'll grind. They'll they'll stay alive. And yeah, trade for more than one card. Yeah. I mean, you'll play Minsk and Boo and stuff too. But <laughs> right. this is like you know, you just want to go like rampant growth on two into this, right. into like a four drop planeswalker, and this this fills that role. Cool. I will say. Kudos, Wizards. This is what starting for loyalty plus two immediately up to six can look like. And no one is going to lose their mind about it. And, and look, they, he's even got like pecs to rival Oko's abs. Mm, stupid sexy cough. I like it. Yeah. All right. Next up, Nelly. Mirax. I actually really like this land. It's a land uh, with the sphere type, which is new and does... What, like one thing the, on another card that I don't think we're going to talk about, but anyways, it's a sphere. It's one one limited payoff. Yeah, right. We don't yeah. care. Yeah. Anyways, it's a sphere. Uh, tap, add a colorless mana. Also, tap, add one mana of any color. Activate only if Mirax entered the battlefield this turn. So similar to the uh, Eldrazi land we got on uh, Oath of the Gatewatch. The first turn it's in play, it fixes your land for any color. But then it also has three and tap. Create a 1-1 one, one colorless Phyrexian Might Artifact Token Creature with Doxa 1, and this can't block. I don't know. The the chumps that it poops out can't block, but I really like lands that make creature tokens. There's not a ton of them. Just the ability to keep 
putting bodies on the table, kind of like that white bitter blossom we saw earlier, or any you know any bitter blossom, um, and it like barely any like this doesn't even come into play tapped. Yeah, the cost of inclusion super low. The cost of inclusion so yeah. low that pretty huge payoff. Yeah, so I think this thing in like. Probably the best place for it would be like a white blue control. I don't know if that deck is still a thing. It should be, I would imagine, but it's hard oh, sorry, to figure out sorry. how to. Hold on. Did you say white blue control? Yeah, I love I love cards like this in decks that play Wraths. Okay, you know what? I uh, my ahead. initial Go thought ahead. was I clearly misheard you. Okay. <laughs> but, no, no, I really but, think that. But I'm starting to warm up. Okay. Yeah. Or where, yeah. Are, where are you, where are you putting play? it, Wheeler? We yeah. all have places for this deck because the cost of inclusion is so low. I mean, just like an art, a deck that wants to make more artifact creatures. Oh, yeah. I definitely put it in that deck, too. That you yeah. Have too yeah. Right? yeah. Okay. I'd, I'd play this in like my workshop Winnie deck. But I do like well, the, You went to Urza's Factory. Right? That's the one yeah. that's the yeah. that put, that yeah, took I, my mind. Urza's Factory, so you know, like the uh, one of the oh God, uh, only so other cards so there, that there makes are, bodies. Seven. There are two yeah. lands, and one of them isn't even a land. There's uh, the White Castle from Ardenvale, right. yeah. Castle Ardenvale's really yeah. good. There are one ones with Lifelink, which is huge. No, just no, the that's the enchantment you're thinking of. And I'm thinking the enchantment, the vampire one. There's also yeah. just the original one from Alliances, right? Eldor and Outpost. Eldor and Outpost, <laughs> yeah. That, what about the one that makes the zero one Cobalt oh, yeah, Curl Keep, right? Keep, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I low-key love all of these cards. Yeah. The first season I was ever playing competitive magic, like my first tournament constructed, Force of Will and uh, Keldoran Outpost were like mm. the good deck. Mm. I was playing like Limdul's <laughs> Paladin Stone Rain or something. Oh yeah. yeah, it wasn't good. But anyways, yeah, uh, there'll be there'll be some best places for this, but lots of decks can play it. Next up, me. We've got the Mycosynth Gardens, another sphere. Tap to add a colorless. One and tap, filter into one mana of any color, and X and tap, and the Gardens becomes a copy of target non-artifact creature you control with mana value X. Cool. So <laughs> cool. Yeah. I mean, how many decks have artifacts that are good? <laughs> like, I, don't know. I hope Great that cough got picked search. up on the camera or the mic. Yeah. Yeah. James is laughing at me off camera. They made sculpting steel on unknown shores. I mean, that's that's yeah. This is one of the five, right? Well, without the ETB, no. No, oh, it, really? It doesn't have an ETB. I know you have to pay for it, this but it's is, on a land. I really like it. This is like eleven for me. Oh, yeah. Right. Okay. You don't. It's got it, it's, it's got good. utility, but like it's so slow. And most of the time, if it's a really powerful artifact that's that's good, a, I don't know, like you're not playing sculpting steel in 2023, are you, Nelly? I mean, Frex, I'm playing Frexian Metamorph. Wake me up. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're playing Metamorph because of initiative creatures. The, the one, no, I'm playing Metamorph because of like Kappa Cannoneer and Goblin oh, Welder. That's fair. Yeah. One one thing I will say about this card is that. Unlike some of the other cards we've talked about, this has the potential to show up in like a top 10 deck. In the oh, format. absolutely. Yeah. Um, it's just such a competitive slot because all those artifact decks also tend to run very few lands. 
But like for Paradox Academy, you could probably get away with this because who cares? Your mana mana is just free real estate. That's the only actual place that I was planning to put it. But I just think it's a really exciting include for that deck. What are you copying? Like, are you enjoying the flexibility that this can turn into a mana rock and accelerate you? Mm. Or are you hoping to like copy a combo, a combo piece, or I guess both? And that's why it's exciting because it does give you that flexibility. Yeah, it's game dependent, but if you can just copy a two rock, then you know that's like something useful you can do. And then if you can copy one of your combo pieces that isn't legendary, that gives you a backup. Like the yeah. two rocks are really awkward though, because you have to tap to copy it, and then like if it's a grim monolith or something like that, it doesn't untap, right? Like the the fact that it has to tap to copy does mean those acceleration plays are clunk here. Well, soul ring only costs one mana. Yeah. You could copy. Let's point to a good yeah, card to feel, try to argue that another. It feels like good. it's an EOT activated to copy something, untap, and then like use that advantage to push. Yeah, like Voltaic Key. Just copying it is also kind of nice. Yeah, you can copy Time Vault. <laughs> I thought of that too. Except right? it taps itself. To yeah, copy. yeah, exactly. It stops exactly. being a land. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that doesn't actually work. Well, no, I'm pointing still stands. You could copy. Yeah, you could copy. You're time not vault. wrong, yeah. but it, yeah. Sometimes they're gonna blow up your time vault, and that's the problem. <laughs> and then you copy it in response, and it still taps. No, like you know the play patterns of time vault decks. Yeah. Like sometimes you do actually end up deciding it's best. For for you to play your time that, vault when they're tapped because you know they have counters and yeah. then so they get to untap and then they just shatter you yeah. or whatever, yeah. yeah. So it, maybe time vault decks will want to play this. Usually time vault decks are a lot of colors though. Oh, hold on. I've got I've got the perfect thing. Hey, let us know in the comments what you'd copy with the gardens. Oh, the interaction. Oh, I love engagement. <laughs> we read all the comments. Even if it makes us sad. It never makes me sad because no. usually they're wrong. <laughs> All right, I believe you get the last card, Wheeler, so I take do. us home. Welcome to the Seed Core. It's a land, also a sphere. Uh, <laughs> taps out a colorless mana. Then taps out one mana of any color. Spend this mana only to cast Phyrexian creature spells. And then has Corrupted. Tap to give target 1-1 one, one creature, uh, plus 2, plus 1 until end of turn. And you can activate it only if an opponent has three or more poison counters. So two things. One, this is like Pendlehaven. But more aggressive. Pendlehaven, legendary land, taps out a green tap to give a 1-1 creature plus 1 plus 2. Pendlehaven only really sees play in Infect. This card will likely only see play in Infect. Um, and so being able to give your Glistener Elf or your Plague Stinger or any of the other garbage 1-1 Infect creatures <laughs> you have, uh, plus 2 plus 1, great. Want, I, I want that. And getting three poison counters is, is pretty easy. Like, usually people will take the first hit. Yeah. Which will put them at, like, five to six poison counters. <laughs> yeah. Um, secondly, all of your creatures are Phyrexians. Because there was a the huge... Oh, there was a errata for yeah. that, wasn't yeah. there? I'm going to regret this because I've gotten away with people not knowing what Plague Engineer can do to my deck now. Oh, no. But... <laughs> Uh, for this one, it does pull that kind of like Cavern of Souls vibe. Another thing that deck can play. Uh, where like, yeah, you'll just be able to cast whatever creature you want. There is a downside in that oh, your deck is basically only colored pips outside of like the artifact creatures. Because it's all one mana spells or like red green pump spells. Hmm. So I'll try it out. I think it's worth it. But if anything, I'm like cutting a spell to add this land, sure. and I'm treating it more like a spell. Yeah, if you have a a play pattern where everything's been going okay, and you did just get the third counter on, 
but now you can't cast your noble hierarch. <laughs> You're going to be throwing this card across the room, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ripping yeah. it up. Yeah. I didn't actually know that every single infect creature has been eroded to be Phyrexian. Yep. When did that happen? Uh, 2018? Really? Or longer ago? Yeah. They did a big there's update. Been a, yeah. There's been more than one giant overhaul of creature types. I think it was like Eldraine era. Okay. Hmm. That actually, sounds right. With like nobles. That sounds right. I think, yeah. I'm Let us sure, know in the comments below. <laughs> we'll read it. that was. <laughs> all right. Well, that is going to do it for part one right now. I suppose we can do all our closing thoughts on the set and everything after part two. I was going to be like, so what do you think? And But I realized that, that that can be part of our wrap-up. What did you think, people at home? In particular, if there's any cards that you think are worth talking about that we've missed, let us know. We'll take a look at them. Wheeler will tell you if you're wrong or not. <laughs> you are, but it's okay. <laughs> A reminder that we couldn't do this without you and your support over at the Patreon, over at patreon.com slash learningreadyrun. I've been Serge, joined by the wonderful Nelly. You can pry my sculpting steel from my cold, dead hands. Wheeler. At least we got the grafted war gear off him. Mm -hmm. And we'll see you at part two next time. Bye-bye.